Hello! And welcome to the Fancy Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host and Commissioner Patrick Polk, and I'm here again with the usual co-host Nick Spear. Say hello, Mr. Spear. Hello, everybody. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing today? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm ready to talk some football. We were recording a little later, but uh, probably impossible almost to put it out any later, so the audience won't know. It'll just be slightly more up-to-date information. That will probably be the only discernible difference to the minuscule listening audience. Are you saying this actually might be slightly better for the viewing audience? Possibly. Um, I mean, looking at the lineups, it looks like most teams are fully set, so that's that's a good start for looking at uh, week eight. But as usual, what we have to do first is look back at week seven, shall we? I, no, can we just move on? But pass, pass on this week. We you seem week. to sometimes we not want, like talking about weeks when it we appears that you lost. What we want to do is move on to next week. Did, look, we're on Thursday. This is we're recording on a Thursday. I want to let everyone behind the curtain say we're recording on Thursday. Stuff happens. Uh, apparently, there's some pocketdeltery of someone else. I'm not going to say anything about it, but you know, I think well, everyone will figure it out pretty soon. <laughs> uh, but. We had to record this a little bit later for a few different reasons, and so now it's Thursday. And so, I mean, it would look, it'd be seem weird to go backwards and talk about last week when, like, really, the, this week's games are going on right now, so. It is, it is true. There's currently professional football being played. I understand your desire. However, just for completeness sake, let's briefly, briefly check out week seven. I promise not to dwell too much on your game where you lost by 32 points. I, I'll cruise right through that, and uh, we'll, we'll mostly talk about other stuff, okay? Important question. Mm-hmm. Is there going to be an E-rating on this podcast or not E-rating? Because, honestly, it's going to determine a lot of what I say. I, I Honestly, I'm never going to uncheck the explicit tag because it is just too much effort. So feel free to fire away. <laughs> okay. <sighs> How about we'll start with, uh, I'll just do bottom and top on mine, so that'll make yours and mine the last two matches going that way. So I have, uh, what's that? It's no longer Pat, it's Kyler, um, because he changed it after Patrick Mahomes got hurt. That's fair. That's a, it's who no would change your name on a week-to-week basis? That seems weird. Who, who would do that? Uh, it's no longer, it is a much more strained SNL reference. Um, but anyway, what's that? It's Kyler, Casey Johnson versus Vance down by the river, the caboose and, uh, Casey won 72, not a a blistering score to 52.4. The boost did not go loose this time. Yeah. You want to say something, bro? I I said this a lot last week and I'll say it again this week. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. 2.6 out of Matt Ryan. The uh, boost. Okay, no, just personally, I'll give my 20 seconds of personal stuff out of yeah, the way. Yeah, do this. The damn boost goes <laughs> off for a very respectable score. It was like 108 or 110. I don't know what it was last week. Something like that. And then this week goes for 52.4. She couldn't have her weak game against me. She had to have her, like, a strong game against me. As you recall, <sighs> most likely, we predicted... The boost was uh, greatly weakened because of the buy. If you look at the uh, matchup, 
That would be five people out of seven slots on her bench on bye, including Christian McCaffrey, Jameis Winston, Greg Olson, Mike Evans, uh, Vance McDonald, the team, you know, namesake. Uh, so it's rough. It, when you have five buys and then someone who scored no points and someone who scored 0.7 points, so uh, 0.7 on her entire bench, we knew that she was at a disadvantage. And uh, indeed, Casey won bringing them both to four and three. And Casey won despite the fact that Pat Mahomes went down with a dislocated kneecap. Yeah, that uh, didn't sound good. He he still got 7.2 points, which is obviously far from his average. But, uh, you know, he, he did something, and then he got hurt. And that is a drag for Casey, especially because he traded away his very, very good backup quarterback to me. I mean, was that a... a, a sterling commentary on the state of fantasy football or was that just a humble brag uh i mean i i do feel i actually feel bad like he he had the abundance of quarterbacks and now he has you know kyler he's not that bad he's pretty good for a backup uh but uh not not as rich as he was very recently anyway moving right along another Hmm. low scoring affair another sub 75 winning score the Girly Men defeated Girly by Man. Russ Wilson's Football Planet, seventy-one point nine to sixty-eight. Meg Collins cruises along to six and one with her uh, worst showing of the season, but still a win. Still, exactly, yeah. Yeah, uh, she managed to pull it off, and uh, it was a close one. Obviously, less than four points, but uh, Meg, six and one, number one scoring team, number one in the rankings, still a juggernaut. Just not not her week last week. Look, bad weekend. Uh, I, sometimes you, if you're a good team, you find ways to win, which in <laughs> fantasy football means so minimal because you, the way you find a way to win is having your opponent just do worse than you. Yeah, there's no such thing as a gritty win in fantasy football because you have literally mm. no control over your opponents. I mean, if you put it like that, then what what the heck are we even doing here? Yeah, yeah. Well, what we're doing here is trying to maximize our own score, buddy, Bucko. I guess we could do that. It's real. It's a real academic exercise. Yeah, but I mean, wait a Meg seems good uh, as always, and Lisa seems actually still pretty good, despite the fact that she lost like two bad weeks. Just that's a race to the bottom, and someone had to win. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So yeah. like, no one's really proud of that, but comes out. Someone comes out with a win, and that's just what happens. Yep. And what I had touted as the match of the week was in fact very close uh a little bit higher scoring the battle of the murphys good enough and smart enough megan murphy defeating the ignorant sluts jen murphy 88.2 to 87.8 0.4 points separated them uh and as if you recall in our chat it was going down to the wire on the monday night game but she could not pull it off. She needed the Patriots. <laughs> the Patriots scored 23 points on defense. If the Patriots had scored 24 points on defense, she would have won. Yeah, well, if I understand correctly, any team that win or scores between that amount wins about like 45% of the time. That is so, exactly right. Mm-hmm. Someone had to lose. Yep, well, yeah, if, especially when they play each other, then it's exactly 50%, I'd say. That's a bit. That's a bit tight. Like this is the the matchup where if that we had a, a PPR league, you'd be waiting for a stat correction for some like running backs to go from a swing pass to a forward pass or something like that, and you'd be like, "Oh, I now I'd win." 
Yeah. Rough, rough way to lose when you're just watching like, you know, with any other defense, you wouldn't have really had a chance. And so you wouldn't have really watched the game very closely, but Patriots versus jets, you knew they could put up some points and they won 33 to zero in the actual game. And, uh, they came exceptionally close to getting Jen the win, but, but not quite enough. Sorry, Jen. Compare and contrast just a few different light items. Uh, David Montgomery versus Joe Mixon. Uh, Negative point one versus six point four, which six point four not a great score, but compared to negative point one, yeah, that's gonna win. Yeah, Jen, uh, really, her quarterback who previously has sucked, Jared Goff, and the Patriots defense scoring twenty three, doing the heavy lifting on her team this week. Um, A lot of otherwise not stellar performances from particularly the running backs. Um, she had a pretty good week out of Stefan Diggs, but yeah, not, not great. Then what about, uh, the defense for McMurphy only going for, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm reading this right. Zero points. Yes. The, uh, the defensive score differential between the two would, uh, would be 23 points more for Jen. That is, that is a big difference for defense. That's rough. And then I also like to point out the optimization for, well, Meg Murphy's team. Well, both teams actually, because they're pretty close. Like they didn't leave a lot of points on their bench. Well, except, wait, 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 wait. There's one glaring except, thing. I, well, Meg Murphy. Had, I'm going to get to the other one. I know what you're talking about. Meg Murphy, for some reason, has two kickers and had two points left on her bench. So, you know, not a huge deal considering she won. And then, then we get to Darren Walker, the Oakland Raiders tight end. Left on the bench with a nice 24.6 points compared to a paltry 3.8 tight end, tight end points for George Kittle. That is what will sting for Jen, I'm sure. Um, yeah, she could have easily won by 20 points if she had just started a different tight end. What are the odds that the tight end would so completely swing the outcome? Look, there are some games that... You're gonna play. You have to play your best odds, right? And the best odds would say would say George Kittle would have gone off compared to Darren Waller, who's a guy who I'm literally learning the name of right now. So no, you would never have played him over George Kittle. But man, that sucks when you're like, ah, if only you had the foresight to do it. But you, why would you ever? Sorry, yeah, excruciating loss, but a good game. You know, exciting. Sucks. It's sucks. fun to go down the wire, right? Yeah. It's- Speaking of a game that didn't go down to the wire, peristaltic chain reaction over, currently called sluts dead by parentheses, you get it. Alex Um over Nick Spear, uh, the previously winless ultra caboose, Alex Um, who did not set his lineup one week, uh, decided to crush you like a bug, uh, 106.5 to 74.2. Uh, 43.8 points out of Aaron Rodgers, 20.7 out of Ezekiel Elliott. Um, those two together almost beat you, but then he had <laughs> a whole bunch of other people also play football. What are your I thoughts? I mean, I think the name of Parasol Chain Reaction, which I only learned last week, is a very appropriate name. Are you going to spew? If I'm going to spew, I'm going to spew into this. Uh, so... Uh, How many Wayne's World jokes do we need to go through? Can I do a bunch of Wayne World jokes this week? Sure. Okay. 
What you got? When a man worked them in seamlessly and you won't even notice. Okay. Uh, you know, also... Like when I say swing pretty soon, mm-hmm. you don't even know what that means. Uh, yeah, I'll be like, man, that is... So, I, I use that word so commonly that I wouldn't have even noticed that you dropped it into a conversation because it exactly. is it is in our common parlance. Uh, exactly. You would think Philip Rivers with 21.2 as his backup quarterback, like, oh, man, he probably started the wrong quarterback. But no, he got twice as many points out of his quarterback. It was a pretty good week for Aaron Rodgers. We're still explicit, right? Yep, go ahead. Yeah, he can go fuck himself. Yeah. That was going to fuck himself and Rogers, you know, fuck himself. The entire parasol chain reactions go fuck themselves. I I, I want to thank you for doing the service of getting him uh, his first win of the season. That's really nice of you. You're a good friend. Yep. That's what I was going for. That's what I was going for the entire time. And last someone, someone has to be the sacrificial lamb. What if he goes on a tear now? What if Aaron Rodgers st- scores like 30 points a week for the rest of the season and Alex becomes a juggernaut? Well, we did say this team was kind of stacked. Yeah. So it's not, I mean, it's... Melvin Gordon's still not good, even though he's back. But Yeah, they, they've they decided that they don't need Melvin Gordon, so they're like, no, you can go to hell because we'll cut you pretty soon. Like, like as soon pitch. as we can cut you that no one else can pick you up, they're going to cut him. Last but not least... Justin Jackson. The ball carrier. Of course. I, again, I'm sure that's a thing for you Northwestern guys. Enjoy. No idea what I'm talking What you're talking about. Yep. Uh, my who game. Who listen to this podcast, which is just me. Bill Swirsky's super fans. Over. Is that, is you that can't a beat the Mingo. Is that a team? Are those both teams? Those are both teams. 133.9 to 106.7. I pulled off the win. Gary... Had the second highest score in the league this week. But alas, it was not enough because I had the highest score of the week. And it felt good. That, it felt good. That's a real kick in the junk. Yeah, 106 and losing. That sucks. I mean, they've literally been higher this season. But, yeah, it still sucks. Like, Gary put up a good game. You can't complain about it. But when you get smoked, you get smoked. It just happens. Yeah, he has a, a actually a pretty good um, points for this season, uh, but he's three and four unfortunately in record. He he's uh, Gary is unfortunate has his results do not match uh, his scores so far, unfortunately for him. Whereas I have been lucky, I've had uh, four games that were below one hundred, and I've had three games above one thirty. And nothing in between. I've won those high-scoring ones, and then for some reason I've also won some of my low-scoring ones. So so you're doing that real hit-and-miss kind of lineup, but for whatever reason, your hitting and missing is not affecting you as much as it should be. Exactly. I I am still winning at a decent clip, even when I kind of suck so far. You know, this is going to be great. It's You're going to go into the playoffs at, like, second place, and then you're going to lose in the first round. Well, if I'm have... in second place, then I will have a bye in the first round. Okay, well, you might eat a dick, because I can say that because we're so explicit. Yeah, but China a... and uh, the Middle East are missing out on our brilliant commentary. Well, if you, I have been trying to not swear up until now, but now that you're telling me that I should not worry about it because you're, it's too much work to take that E tap off, then I'm not going to worry about it. Okay, so one, again, eat a dick. Mm-hmm. The same thing I told to our trivia guy, Trivia Mike, mm-hmm. for, I don't know, the better part of eight months. Mm-hmm. Eat a dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yep. two, 
literally did that. But two, fine. Then you'll you'll lose the first game of the get playoffs that you actually play, and you'll be just really pissed off about it. That seems likely. I have uh, never, obviously, made it to the finals because I have not come close to winning this league. But, uh, you know, someday. Someday I'll shine. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. I don't know. I don't know what that feels like. I've already won. Yeah. So, how do we do in our bets, Nick? I know the answer because there's only one game to keep track of, <laughs> and I kept track of that one game. <laughs> okay. Well, if we were betting men, and we are, then we bet on me versus Alex. And I always do this because my game is always the first one on my left to right tab. Sure. And we both picked me. Hey, how'd that work out? We both lost. Not great. I mean, what are the odds that he'd get his first win against you? You know? Yeah, right. Uh, we both picked uh, Jen over Meg Collins. We both lost. Mm. Yeah. Again, these games don't matter. You mean Jen so, over... Oh, you messed up the Megs! Yeah, that one. Ha! Uh, <laughs> then, Alisa versus... Oh, wait, I do this as a bank C, don't I? Oh, my bad. Yeah, my bad. I do. I really, I literally do because I have this one other... Yeah, my bad. That's not me. So, Alisa versus the alternate Meg. <laughs> I'm sure picked... I'm sure Meg Collins will appreciate that, being the alternate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we picked the alternate Meg, and uh, we both won. And then KC versus Abby. We both won that matchup. And so, I don't know if you know this, but there's only one matchup that we didn't pick correctly. Didn't agree tandem on. tandem with each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it was you versus Gary. You pick, picked you. because I bet, bet on, on myself. Yourself. Yes. And Jinx. I picked Gary because I hate you. Mm-hmm. And you won. And Gary lost. Thereby, you won the week 3-2 to two versus my 2-3. to three, mm-hmm. Which, I will tell you, Brings us into a nice little head-to-head. I'm three in terms of head-to-head wins. Three, three, and one. But even if we did the other ones, our total wins are 22 and 13. We're both even on the season, 22 and 13. We could not be more tied if we wanted to. It's very close. It's very close, my friend. And the season is just over half over. It's a 13-week regular season, and that is after seven weeks. So uh, heading into the back half... We're all tied up. Yeah, absolutely. We are absolutely tied up. So this is actually kind of a little bit bonkers. So we'll see what what happens. Uh, Now, interestingly, or not, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. But the TD Ameritrade Fantasy Trends Final Final Standings Project Projection Draft Day versus Current Projections. It's a mouthful. It is all over the place again. I... For my own amusement, check this thing kind of frequently, and it is always completely different. Like, this thing, this, uh, I, I just had a flashback. Uh, this thing is as sensitive as the 538 um, midterm elections, who's going to control the House of Representatives needle is, where it was, uh, the needle was sunk in the Republican side for the first part of the evening, and then finally it lurched over to the democrat side uh and they're like oh sorry uh that we said it was a really high chance that the republicans were gonna keep the house it was just our 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 system was a little too sensitive well the td ameritrade fantasy trends final standing projection draft day versus current projections is also very sensitive um currently number one overall somehow 
The Ignorant Sluts started the season at number eight. They're now number one. Somehow number two is me, who I started at six, and now I'm at number two. Um, let's see, number three is You Can't Beat the Mingo. If you notice, I haven't said Meg Collins yet. Uh, number four is Vance Down by the River. Number five is What's That? It's Kyler. Number six is Russ Wilson's Football Planet. The by far number one team in the league uh, is now projected for a final standings position of sixth. <sighs> and then seventh. Uh, wait, 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 don't steal my bit of saying. Uh. Yeah, sorry. I, it, this thing is so crazy. As I said, I will not claim that I deserve to be projected at second. Um, you are the only person who has stayed put at this point, or you're back to where you started anyway, at seven. Hey, back to seven now. What's yeah. up? Yeah. Uh, eight, girly men. Nine, good enough. And ten, parasolic chain reaction. Uh, yeah. So that's where it's at. I just can't believe that Jen is first and I'm in second and Meg Collins is in sixth. That's crazy. Uh, first off, I would like everyone to note my restraint about making a graphic sex joke about things that you were thinking about back in the day, but if the things were premature and blah, 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 just I want everyone to note, I'm not doing it. Okay. Again, this is a family podcast. Kind of. It is explicit. And I'll drop some more F-bombs later. Uh, But yeah. (laughs) Uh, How often do you check this thing? Like daily? Sometimes, multiple times a day. I don't, I probably, probably on average, I check it maybe, like not like, I don't average multiple times a day. Probably, probably like average seven to 10 times a week. Like not, not two times a day, less than two times a day. I mean, seven to 10 wouldn't imply that you're at two days, but I guess less than average, like two, yes, sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Have you figured out what time they change these things over yet? They change multiple times in a single day, my friend. Do they? Okay, well then. I really don't get it. It's so confusing and so bouncing all over the place. I don't know. Do you you think it happens as like in terms of every week when like uh, Matt Berry or Field Yates, like, puts in his new predictions about what's going to happen for a given week. They, like, update the content and, like, oh, well, if I hit enter on this, then it changes everything, and it takes, like, 20 minutes to update the entire server. Yeah, I'm guessing, like, maybe maybe they're simming the rest of the season, and so they're trying to predict your final win-loss record. I don't even know. I don't know what I do. I do think they're trying to do that, but I think that they're trying to do it based on but I can't do it just like based on willy nilly. I don't think that they're they have like an algorithm enough to say project the uh, stats and standings for each like player every team. I think they need the individual inputs of uh, whatever the guy's name is who does the future rankings of players. So I think he does every week. And as soon as they do that, maybe on a rolling basis, they put those in. If I had to guess, but I have no idea. Yeah, it makes no sense. I like talking about it, but it is very confusing. Oh, well, that is that is the week that was wait, week seven. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Is it halftime? Yeah, it is. There we go. Oh, That's right. It's podcast halftime. 
Welcome. You actually just add those, that sound effect in. I mean, I could. I'm adding random stuff. I could add an ear horn if I wanted to, but that's too much. I, I don't know. Not going to do it. Eh, we pretty much nailed it anyway. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're back at the halftime, which, as our avid listeners know, is where we take a little detour away from football to some side topic. And this week, what we've cooked up is uh, I was thinking about how I've watched some uh, Masked Singer lately and how it's a terrible show. And I thought what might be fun to discuss is worst or guiltiest reality TV guilty pleasures of all time that we have each partaken in. I was thinking a top three guiltiest guilty pleasures uh, about reality TV. Because I know that at least Meg is a big fan of some pretty bad reality TV, and I figured you might get dragged into that. Uh, And so I figured maybe we could each talk about it. I personally don't watch it very much, so my my resume has some holes in it of some big franchises that would make a strong showing, I think. Um, But regardless, I still have enough to give a top three. How about you? What's your uh, trashy reality tv consumption like overall uh you know i don't go deep honestly i'm the guy who gets to one of those shows that are like let's do our next and i was like competitor because i typically go towards like the competition shows and they're like i'm gonna give you the background this person's a paramedic from boulder colorado i'm like fast forward moving (laughs) on i just want to see you do the thing that i'm here to see you do i don't care about anything else which makes it very much uh binge worthy but uh i do occasionally binge on other things so i'm going to uh omit much of what of the stupid stuff i have watched and uh just give the uh listening audience what they want which is the good unfiltered content there you go we want that straight unfiltered spear straight up that's that's what everyone always says they're like man i just need some straight unfiltered spear exactly uh, so I'll start it off a uh, little background. So, as I said, hey, I really don't watch three, that much. Let's go three to one. And then I'll say in no particular order, these aren't in like the order of preference, but they're in the order that you just, you've ranked them. Okay. Uh, because I'm gonna give you my, uh, week one first. I'm gonna give you a couple things week, and then I'll give you the two real ones after that. Okay. Sounds fair. So you start, start with three. Okay. So background before I give my three. My resume holes, things that I think would make it probably all of the Real Housewives. I have almost no experience with the Real Housewives franchise, the spinoffs, almost none of that stuff. Um, Actually, overall, very little um, of that entire channel of their bad reality TV. Uh, The Bachelor and Bachelorette and all spinoffs have almost no experience. And uh, one that could go either way maybe i'd even enjoy it mtv's the challenge i have very little experience with those are monoliths of the genre that i have not really uh checked out so none of those are eligible for my list and uh since i mentioned it i will not i, I won't well, have they're any eligible you, you just don't watch them yeah they're not eligible for me because they're not a guilty pleasure for me because i don't watch them okay so i mean we're using the term eligible a little bit loosely but yes i agree so so I, I will uh, avoid any tension, any drama. I will say, yes, The Masked Singer makes my top three um, because it is very bad, but it is fun. So it is both guilty and a pleasure. 
Um, we're in the second season now. Actually, it aired. Uh, I just realized it started. I missed an episode, 7 to 8 p.m. tonight. So I'm one episode behind. But uh, yeah, it's a dumb show. The judges are mostly very dumb. Um, the quality of singing is scattershot at best. But it is a spectacle and it is entertaining, and there's some uh, real surprises every once in a while. So I will say The Mass Singer, one of my top three reality TV guilty pleasures. How about you? I watched a bit of The Max- Masked Singer. Uh, I didn't continue on. I think I maybe had two, maybe three episodes in on it. And it was fun for what it was. I know it's a Korean show, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know Ryan Reynolds like did an appearance on that show in Korea. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, when he was uh, promoting Deadpool 2, I want to say. Like, okay. So that's how we got on my radar, because that's, like, so many people are like, oh, look, Ron Reynolds showed up on this weird Korean show. Huh. And then I'll, next thing I know, like, six months later, uh, it showed up on American audiences. Uh, show's not bad. I mean, but you, ha- you kind of have to understand that you're getting, like, C to maybe C-plus celebrities. That's it. generous. But, yeah, generous. but the, but then the uh, but then the host story is like, I don't know. It might be Beyonce. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of it kind of sounds like it's Bruno Mars. Like okay, no, no. They, Jamie Fox. Not. They keep guessing yeah. for everyone. Right. There was the only one time I uh, and I I swear to God I nailed this. They had this one. They had one singer. I don't even remember which one it was because it was the uh, like two or three episodes into the first season, and. They gave his like all adulterated, adulterated, altered talk, voice, and you know it was like really high pitched. And I was like, "Oh, I know exactly who that is." And I swear to God, I nailed it. I was like, "That's Terry Bradshaw," and it was Terry Bradshaw. Yep, he has a distinct Louisiana accent. If you've heard him talk on mm-hmm. football, mm-hmm. speak tying it back into football, mm-hmm. I knew exactly who that was. Yeah, he's also a... very bad at singing. Oh well, yeah. Well, the first one out was Antonio Brown that year, in the first year. Mm-hmm. But he he didn't. They don't have everyone compete against everyone else in the beginning. It's only at the very end. So they were not. I don't oh, think they're it? in the same group. Oh, it's like batches. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I've watched that enough. It's okay. I I will yeah. not uh, be a purist or an uh, an enforcer of the masked singer procedural process. It's okay. We I, can, we can I feel like I got to Tory Spelling. I was like, and eh, I'm out. Yeah. That's that's totally fair. As I said, it is a guilty pleasure. Margaret Show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're really spoiling season one for everyone. I hope everyone's at least watched season one, or else there's <laughs> what's the point? What is the point? I mean, season two going is going on right now. You can just jump in. I'm going to tell you right now. There's probably no carryover from season one to season two. And I, I believe there's season not. Two at all. That would so. be a real surprise if they did carry over. Oh, I got you good. It's half the same characters. <laughs> exactly. How about you, man? What do you got? Okay. So, I want to do a couple of, so this is my, uh, in the same vein of yours, the, um, like, fancy or reality competition series kind of thing, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the guilty pleasures that I have, I have a couple different ones, and I want to give a couple honorable mentions, just because I want to, I feel like I want everyone to know. Mm -hmm. So, the first one is uh, better than you think, well, the first two are better than you think, the third one is as dumb as you think it would be uh first one is hyperdrive that's the thing that showed up on your netflix queue that you were like oh that's a car driving show and it's like american ninja warrior but for people driving cars it's events like individual events 
Yeah, I mean, like, it's basically the same race course, and they they mildly change it every different episode. Uh, but, like, it's just people just doing crazy car driving stuff through a course, and, like, they have a time, so, like, they have to drift into something this, and they have to go over this, and then they have to, like, go through some water, and then uh, they have to go down some, like, a slide. Do they all have yeah. different cars or the same car? Yeah, oh, you bring your own car. Ah, it's, BYOC. Yeah, it's BYOC. Mm-hmm. So... That, that that part's actually mildly interesting because they have like this one dude who's from Chicagoland area who has his like he's a rich dude who has a Lamborghini mm-hmm. and so he brings his Lambo with him but he's like tuned up his Lambo to go from four wheel drive to two wheel drive in order to like drift enough yikes versus this like poor little girl from Africa whose dad sold their like tractor in order to get the money to for her to go to the competition and compete. It's like a whole range. This is that bummed me out a little bit. Like it's funner. It's funner than that. Like, but but selling have, it all to yes. uh, compete on this show that I've never heard of uh, just seems a little bit of a drag, a little bit of drag. I assume they, I assume they got a little bit of cash in their back pocket. Yeah. Like I, I, I would hope. Yeah. Second, the second honorable mention ink master. Okay. I'm familiar with that one. At least the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just a tattoo. It's like a tattoo competition show. Like, yeah. people make tattoos. I don't have tattoos. I don't want a tattoo. But for some reason, that's a pretty decent show. Sure. I kind of enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the third one, the one that I think I actually polished off the season on, and I'm not sure there's ever going to a second one, Blown Away. Don't know. Glass-blowing competition mm-hmm. show on Netflix. What? Yeah. <laughs> you watched that? I watched most of it. I mean, not not all of it, but I watched a good chunk of it. Wow. Yeah. And were you? I mean, I guess. <laughs> Sometimes there's a dirge of things that you just want to watch. You're like, ah, I just need to like 20 minutes of something of not not doing anything. Blown away. Wow. It's them. Yeah. It's like them blowing glass. It's mildly interesting. I believe. So that's the thing. I like. There's a whole slew of things that i totally believe are very hard to do and it takes a lot of skill but i can't be bothered to care about it oh that's fair yeah that's very fair just if you do that but then you say i don't care about who you are as a person or your background because like what why am i gonna commit to this then you're like oh you're making some fun pieces of glass and that's it you said guilty pleasures yeah sure this is what we're doing okay and so none of those, those are all honorable mentions? No, uh, the two were honorable mentions, and this is the, the Blown Away is the uh, blown away official counts. three. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Let's go, let's go to number two. All right. Uh, this one also, uh, this one's a little more obscure. My number one, not obscure. Number, this, this one, though, um, Pretty Wild. Do you remember what that show is? Does that ring any bells? Pretty God, I feel like there, Wild. I feel like there was an MTV show like back in the early 2000s, but that's about all I've got. It is the show of the mom and three daughters or two two daughters and a friend. Anyway, uh, they're called Pretty Wild because they're pretty and they're wild. And and they're wild. Oh, and wild. Uh, I believe it might have aired on E, not that that matters. But anyway, the the thing that I... It is a trashy show there. It was deplorable uh, to borrow... Uh, term from Hillary Clinton. Um, but what 
the only reason I was ever exposed to that show is because the daughter from that show was one of the people who was caught up in the true events that became the movie The Bling Ring. Uh, they were oh, really? the people who started, yeah, robbing uh, Beverly Hills uh, celebrities' houses. And dur- she got caught as part of The Bling Ring during the recording of that one and only ever existing season of Pretty Wild. Uh, so these, this reality show, um, was on a crash course with a true crime thing that also became a movie. And so it is very bad and very guilty. Um, but it, it is very interesting. And also, uh, so we watched bling ring, never heard of the show, never heard of pretty wild before thought it was really funny and, and, you know, entertaining, uh, and then, so then we're like, we have to see if these people are really like this. Cause that was insane. And we, I did not make it through the whole season. It was too bad to watch, but what we did watch, they just ripped some of it straight into the movie. Like this was not exaggerated at all. They took direct quotes from these people and performed them. And it was like, wow, they were really like that. That is insane. So, uh, it, it, it might have been my number one if I made it through the whole season, but uh, my limited exposure uh, did not make it the champion of all trashy reality TV, but it is something. It is something else, my friend. Well, all right then. Um, so wait, something wild is not about like a posh family going into like the wilderness, which is the fake like Blair Grylls wilderness and doing stuff. It's, <laughs> No, it's just like literally like out of control teenage girls mostly and a mom. Oh, so it's it's like Dr. Phil, but like there's no catharsis. <laughs> Dr. Phil, but without the resolution, just oh, just the bad okay. stuff. Mm-hmm. And then so they then, got uh, caught in a criminal conspiracy. So then so then also what you're saying is they they lifted the line straight from the show in order to do the bling ring, which I've seen and own actually. And really? Oh, wow. It's such a good I, movie, isn't it? It's pretty good. I, yeah. Not, not going to lie, it's pretty good. And so it kind of reminds me of the end of uh, I, Tanya. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the end of I, Tanya, they've said a whole bunch of stupid crap this entire movie, like the boyfriend and Tanya, and like especially that fat dude, whatever yeah. his name was, who's like, I, I, I've been published in many things about anti-terrorism, stuff like yeah. that. And you're like, well, this is obviously ridiculous and then they show it like one against the other and you're like oh my god this is exactly what they said yep oh god this is amazing it was just like that with bling ring yep except for they didn't do that during the credits you had to do little homework to see the side by side essentially i'm not gonna lie to you i like bling ring better now that i knew that yep so i if you want to see how uh disconcertingly real it was check out Pretty Wild, which at least several years ago was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. Like, it seems like a lot of work. I don't want to go watch Bling Ring and then like 10 episodes of Pretty Wild, but I might, I could probably find some clips on YouTube. I might do that. Yeah, there you go. All right, yeah. what's your uh, next one, buddy? My, my number two. And my number two is going to be Below Deck. Okay, I've, I've heard of this one as well. You were of this. So Below Deck is the... I guess it's a story of deckhands and, well, they say it's like deckhands and uh, interior people. I can't remember what it is, like called stewardesses, essentially, uh, on a luxury yacht. Usually Porters? Three three. Are they porters? I, uh, I want to say porters are the deckhands. I don't know. 
I, I used to know this back when I watched this show. Uh, on a luxury yacht, and they they'll very, they'll be very quick to name drop who they've served as a yachty for. They call them yachties. And this one, woman I just rolled like, my eyes for the listeners. Yeah, yachties. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I was a yachty for this. Is person. the is the rapper Little Yachty? Uh, he he works on a yacht. Is the claim? that's exactly how he got his name? He was a yachty. <laughs> yeah, and okay. he was tiny when he did it. So, mm-hmm. but these people will say, "Yeah, I've I've been a yachty for Leonardo DiCaprio and billionaires and like blah blah blah." blah. And like you're like, "All right, I get it." So basically, rich some rich fucks will rent a yacht, and then it's basically the idea of these people trying to serve these rich people on their yacht. So it's like, oh, I need my turnip service. I need my drinks. I need to make sure I have food. I, I have very, and they always have very specific requests because of course they do, right? Mm-hmm. It's always like, oh, I, I really want a beach party at some place. And like, oh my God, but the weather is not going to cooperate. How can we make this happen? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was good for a couple seasons. They tend they tend to hook up with each other. There's always a bunch of alcoholics and like one dude like there's always like the the fifth guy who's the red coat of the crew who like kind of comes and goes. Like they replace him like two or three times during a season. Yeah, uh, that sounds exactly as trashy as I imagined it to be. Yeah, it basically is. Yeah, it is. My number one pick. I apologize that it's not a surprise, but it is undeniable. It is a force. It is garbage. It is Jersey Shore, my friend. My number one terrible and guilty pleasure is Jersey Shore. Obviously, it was an, it was a guilty pleasure to watch because of the debauchery, the ridiculousness. Uh, but like many guilty pleasures and reality TV shows, it also made me feel bad about society, which is really what you want when you're watching something for entertainment is to just be depressed about the state of the world. And that is what Jersey shore, uh, effectively accomplished for me. And it is easily my number one reality TV guilty pleasure. You know what? I was about to, uh, tell you to get the, uh, swear button warmed up. Cause I was going to go through a bunch of Italian directory terms for Italians and make fun of these people. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. We are not censored in Italy, as far as I know. Well, fair enough, but I'm th- <laughs> again, I was make some. I was going to make some derogatory <laughs> terms again for the listening audience. I am Italian. My grandmother's an Italian immigrant. That's how I know all these terms. That's why I know about fifteen different derogatory terms for Italians. I'm not going to do it. But good lord, it, that show is just a bunch of dumbasses around being dumbasses and you're like oh you're just a bunch of dumbasses why why am i watching me a dumbass like i didn't want to deal with those people in college let alone now so why would i watch a tv show about them but yeah you do you bro yep. do you enjoy it I, w- I enjoyed it for one season but felt bad about it and then it just kept going and i did not continue and uh yeah it's it's rough stuff anyway uh, let's hear during your... Mac, uh during Matt collins pregnancy and or um Maternity leave. Uh, thank you, maternity leave. No problem. Thank you. That when the words get hard, so I look for you. Uh, she actually finished off like the entirety of Jersey Shore again. Like I think she had already seen it or <laughs> not seen it, but like most of it, she did it again. Yeah. At some point, you're just looking for stuff to put on TV while you're doing other stuff. I get it, but man, so much. Yeah. 
Yeah. I blame uh, Bill Simmons for my interest in Jersey Shore because he talked about it a lot on his podcast. And so I watched it. But anyway, you do know that you don't have to do everything that Bill Simmons says. I right? don't. I don't do. I don't. He is obsessed with the challenge. And I. he calls it America's uh, sixth major sport or whatever. I do not watch that. So there you go. Fine. Uh, moving on. My number one is something you already mentioned. It's Bachelor in Paradise. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tongue-in-cheek version of Bachelor for the early stages. And sometimes, they, like, towards the end, they get real. For any of my interest in that kind of show, like, I'm only interested for, like, the first two or three weeks when the people are, like, introducing themselves and making idiots out of themselves. And then after, like, as soon as stuff gets real, I'm like, ah, you guys have emotions now. That, this is not fun anymore. Like, I'm not invested in your relationship. Like, why do I care about this? But for the first few weeks, it's fun. So Bachelor in Paradise kind of has a rolling cast. They come in, they come out. So it's only a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's a little bit better for me. Like, I throw into YouTube, put, like, one headphone in, and then, like, I can poke my head in, hat out uh, the entire time. It's, uh, it's not bad. All right. I'll allow it. So, yeah, that was my recap. Um, my non, My honorable mention, but it is not bad enough to count because it was too quirkily enjoyable. I've mentioned this before. I think I've definitely mentioned it to friends. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but the brief, brilliant candle that burned out too quickly of lol work, a show about the headquarters of the website. I can has cheeseburger and it followed the ridiculous uh, weirdos who worked in that company. And it was very funny and very questionably not real. Um, but, uh, I was entertained by it and I was sad when it was canceled. I think like six episodes exist and, uh, it is a guilty pleasure, but it's too good and pure for me to be on my list. Yeah. That's not a real show. That's fake, but fine. It's a real show. It's a real show. No, nope. No, it's not. All right, man. It's time to finish up podcast halftime and you know how we finish up podcast halftime. No, we take a stroll to the no snitch corner. Snitching! Oh, yeah. That's right. We're back at the No Snitch Corner. I don't know about you, but I I have one that I'm a little fired up about this week. Okay. I'm going to go back to the well. I don't know who you're planning on discussing. Um, so far, no word from Gary, so you might have uh, successfully might No Snitched about him. away with it. Uh, I thought that was a bold move because I know that Abby listens, so I, I wasn't sure if she uh, if they had listened to it this week. I know they often do, so good job. Bold choice. I'm going back to Alex Um, and you, and you know why. You don't, but I do. Alex. Nope. Alex Um, our friend, my friend, I thought, uh, he was a guest on John Rhodes's podcast. Uh, if I remind the audience that John Rhodes started a podcast for that league that I'm in. Um, and that was what inspired me to make this podcast. So John started this and I copied him. Uh, so he, he has a longer running fantasy football podcast for an extremely small audience. And I thought that's fun. And I did it too. But uh, Alex was on this past week and Alex said he works at home a lot, but he has to drive a lot. And so he's on the road for hours, and so he has a lot of time, and he listens to a lot of podcasts, including John Rhodes's. Oh, but not ours? He did not say anything about ours, and he clearly has not indicated that he listens to <laughs> ours. 
So the <laughs> only two options are, number one, he has listened to this and he is slow playing it and just making me like a fool. Or he listens to John Rhodes' podcast and he talks about it with John Rhodes and he doesn't listen to this one. Either one has put me in a bad spot. You, my friend, not a good friend. I'm going to complain about you. No one snitch. But Alex, can't believe you didn't listen, but you brag about listening to John Rhodes. That's my complaint for the No Snitch Corner. Your turn. Uh, you didn't even swear once in the Switch Snitch Corner, and I've already made this uh, podcast explicit, so what are you holding back for? I uh, don't need to swear to show my wrath. I think everyone is clear that you don't want to be in the No Snitch Corner. Alex, can't believe you. Yeah, I mean, t- for the viewing audience, viewing, their listening audience who cannot actually view this, Pat held up the terms one, when he's talking about the first thing that Alex did, and the two for the second thing that Alex did. So he means bidness. I meant it. I meant every word. Bidness. Mr. Um. More like Mr. Dumb. <laughs> Am I right? Spelled <laughs> <laughs> so, D E O M. Like dumb. Yeah. Like, but, um, with like a D. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else? You know what else? Now we're talking what? about Alex. I know from other Korean people that Ji-Yoon is a girl's name in Korea. Hmm. How about <gasps> that, Alex? Oh. Ji-Yoon. Dumb. Well, how about this? You know what? I'm going to pile on on this. My, <laughs> my Snow Corner is going to be Alex Alm as well. Ah! Pile on. I always like John Lee better. How about that? Wow. How's that, how's that taste? Huh? Yeah, it it is probably tasteless like Iocane powder because he does not listen to this show. <laughs> There's no taste in this no snitch corner for him. It is. Uh, I, I was going to do that or let you uh, choose who I would no snitch on. I was like, you know what? I want to put you in the position. So I'm just yeah. going to double up. I could, al- I could also insult his Korean barbecue, but I'm actually not sure the one time that people were cooking Korean barbecue if he was actually involved. I don't think he was. All right. I think he was there, but I just don't think he was cooking. Okay. Well, that felt good. That was so table that one. That was my favorite no snitch corner yet. I feel I feel a little bit better getting that off my chest. Yeah. Oh, no, and that yeah. means we are done oh, no, with our podcast halftime. Thank you for joining us for the podcast halftime. I love that theme every time. So every single time. Before we slip into week eight for our quick little preview, I do, in fact, have. There we go. That's right. Jen Stat. Damn it. No. This time brought to you by Jen herself. This This is going to work out poorly for me. This is a hot stats straight from Jen's fingers to my eyes. Uh, Jen did some research. at least now I believe them. Yeah. Um, Unlike last week. So I mentioned to Jen that I had three games over 130 and three games under 90, uh, which is kind of weird. And so she kind and I, I looked, I was, I was like, I wonder if I have any other seasons where I even had three games over 130 in a whole season, let alone half a season. And uh, I did it exactly one other time. Uh, so she got on a tear looking at, um, season highs, season lows, and 100-point games in a season. And so I've got a lot of stats about 
like people's personal highs and lows and uh, a lot of seasons with people scoring 100 points. So here we go. All right. Good. You do that. I'm going to put the headphones down and go to the bathroom because hey, this, this, is, this seems like a lot of numbers. It's a lot of numbers, but, you know, you, you make out pretty well in the, these stats. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I'm interested again. There you go. You, you, I'll start with this one. I'll turn uh, off this YouTube video I'm also watching. Uh, you and Annalisa are the most consistent with your 100-point games. Uh, Annalisa has scored either five or six 100-point games in every regular season we've uh, played, and you are the only other person who has scored at least five every season. But every other person except Annalisa, so Annalisa is super consistent, but everyone else except Annalisa has had at least one season where they had more than six 100-point games, but she has not because she has been exactly five or six every single season. Okay. So you are very consistent, and you've had a higher high than her, uh, but she is also very consistent. Uh, two people have had a single season with zero 100-point games. Can you guess those two players? Gary. That is the easy guess, and it is a wrong guess, surprisingly. Ah. Gary, Gary has never had a season where he had zero 100-point games. Um, uh, then I'm guess uh, Casey. Correct. 2014. Oh, I could do that. Okay, just a second. Here we go. Yes. There you go. That's right. I Casey. want the damn Triforce. Give me okay. the damn Triforce. All right. Uh, so Casey Johnson, 2014, zero 100 point games, and there is one other league member who did it. Can you guess? Alex Alm. No, oh. that's a, a crafty guess because he's only been in the league a little while. Uh, right. But no, uh, Meg Murphy in 2017 had zero 100-point games. So those are the two oh. worst 100-point seasons. Going through the list this season, right now. Currently. Meg Collins. Ahora. Meg Collins scored 100 points or more all six of weeks one through six. And this week was the first week of the whole season that she'd scored less than 100 points. That's uh, pretty good. So she's doing pretty, pretty, pretty well. Jen went down by all seasons. 2013, uh, no one did more than Annalisa with six. 2014, Gary had seven. And Abby and Annalisa had six. 2015, multiple people had eight. And you know who it was? Me and Meg Murphy. What happened in that season? I don't know. And then Casey, Meg Collins, and Nick had six. Uh, In 2016, 10 games of over 100 for Jen and Gary. Eight for you. Seven for Meg Murphy. Six for Annalisa. 2017, nine for Jen. Seven for Abby. No one with six. In 2018, nine for Casey and Meg Collins. Eight for you. Seven for Jen and Alex. Um, and 2018 was the season that we had the most 100-point games league-wide with 61. Uh, we are at 27 100-point games so far this season. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot going on with that. Also, last week, Abby set a personal all-time regular season low with 52.4 points. Um, and also Abby personally has the looking league... up houses for you. What do you say? I'm looking up houses for you. Oh, thank you. You yeah. you're just completely checked out. I thought you would like those stats. So you got a lot of hundred point games, my friend. Oh, I am, but also want, would love if you guys moved into this house. No problem. Uh, Abby personally has the season high this season and the season low this season. Oh, nice. Good for her. Um, 
previously Abby had the highest all-time low, like she had the the highest floor, if you will. And now uh the person who has the highest all-time low, can you guess who that is? New all-time like personal all-time low. Yeah, so of all seasons, who has the highest worst score all six and a half seasons? So the highest so of the scores that they've done the worst I remembered anything about anything that we've <laughs> ever talked about. This would be so much easier, but I don't. So let's say shot in the dark. It's still on Elisa. Ow. I'll give you four guesses. I, I don't want four guesses because I'll miss all four. I'll give you three guesses. I, that, that's doing worse. I'll give you <laughs> two guesses. Is it Gary? Is it Casey? Yes, it is Casey. Go. Shockingly, has the best worst game of all time. Casey's worst game ever is 54 points, which is now the highest worst score. And guess who has the worst worst score of all time? So who? So literally, who's had but the worst still, game in the league, the history. Game of league history? I'm pretty sure it's Alisa. That's correct. Which is very inconsistent with you saying that she had the best worst game. Yeah. Game. Now that I say it out loud, <laughs> then I know it better. Yep. I'm remembering these things that we talked about like three weeks ago. Yeah, uh, she heard, scored like, like 25 scores, like, points one time or something. I was like, like 33, but still, it's still very, very low. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that is the situation there, not deliberately referencing uh, the situation. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was my It's a very corner. pale man. How do you feel about the gym tan laundry? <laughs> Well, I try to wear clean clothes. That is as far as I go in the gym tan laundry trifecta. I've got I've got one pillar. One pass. Two <laughs> also pass. Three. All right, cool. Yep. I, I can get down by exactly. Down yeah. So there you go. Uh, also, uh, tidbit: Annalisa's worst game ever, which is the worst game in league history, was in 2013, and that was the year she won the league. So, <laughs> don't let one bad game set you back, Abby. You can still win the whole darn thing. No, you can't. You damn boost. It would not be boost-like to win the whole season. Uh, that is the stats corner. And now let's turn to week eight and finishes off. Week eight, the Ocho. The Ocho. That's that's a fun That's a fun thing. I like the Ocho. I do love every year that ESPN has like adopted the ESPN 8, the Ocho. So on 8-8, eight, eight, they do the Ocho and they play a bunch of weird random stuff on their like uh, secondary channels. Yeah, they they lean they like lean into cornhole it. and much weirder stuff. I, I have play. probably watched two hours of cornhole on ESPN. If you add it all up, I'm not proud. I'm not proud. That's fair. The only <laughs> hours I've watched of the NFL Combine. I mean, that is. I think that is better than watching cornhole. Slightly. Yeah. No, anyway, well, uh, slightly. It's close. So. Uh, let's look at week eight. We've got some matches. We've got exactly five of them because there are 10 teams in the league. There's no buys. That math, yep. that math checks out. Mm-hmm. We're not the NFL. No, we don't get buys. I'm going to go bottom to top again because I like the last two the most again. We need Actually, to come up with a, uh, uh, more esoteric system, but for this week, it's fine. We'll come up with something better for next week. In the bottom, I've got... Peristaltic chain reaction versus what's that? It's Kyler. Current projection 87.2 to 83.9 with 
Alex Um, the edge in projection and win probability, a 52% chance of victory for Alex Um, according to ESPN. Uh, obviously, currently hurting Casey's chance uh, would be the injured Patrick Mahomes, um, questionable Devontae Adams. But uh, yeah, that is uh, that is quite the statement that the 1-6 team uh, is favored over Casey Johnson, who has not been too bad this season. I don't even know how Alex even won a game. That being said, uh, I, I know because he played you. You know what? You're a real jerk. Continue. I don't feel like it anymore. Okay. I have Casey in this one. I don't think they're correct to predict that uh, Alex will get a two game winning streak. What do you think? Uh, I also have Casey. All right. Uh, Casey and Alex, you can thank your jerk friend, Pat, for not getting any insightful commentary upon your game because he decided to insult me so we're just gonna move on okay we will move on a match of two three and four teams that are actually not as bad as their record would indicate the girly men versus you can't be the mingo annalisa versus gary current projection which includes some points because currently minnesota is playing washington uh, I have 80.7 on Lisa to 104.3 Gary Nelson. So now Gary with 17 points on the board for Dalvin Cook is uh, significantly favored. Uh-oh, I just see that Annalisa kept Adam Thielen in her lineup and he is injured and out. So that is going to hurt your chances. So definitely going with Gary on that one. Okay, well, you're going to have a bad time if you play a person who's not going to actually play. So mm-hmm. honestly... I assumed she was going to change her lineup, and I actually already picked Gary. But, yeah, I'm, I'm doubly picking Gary. I'm not – so, like, the ink that I wrote it in before is doubly inked. So, you underlined yeah. it? Yeah, because you can – Box you around can, it? Because you can do that in Microsoft Excel. Yeah. It's very inky. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the inkiest of all programs. Indeed. Uh, yeah, so I, I also mean, had Gary yeah. before I saw that she still had Thielen, and that is, uh, that is rough. All right, so so far we're two for two, which always works out well for me. Yeah, we always. Uh, yeah, win. look, look. Uh, I think it was going to be a bit of a uh, bad week for her, just top to bottom. When you have him feeling out, even though he should have been replaced, I thought it was going to be a little bit of rough uh, replacement. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Gary's game. Uh, plus, oh, plus he still has Justin Tucker in his lineup, so this could be a good week for him. Yeah, Justin Tucker. Is the best. Next, I've got Good Enough and Smart Enough versus Vance Down by the River, Megan Murphy versus the Boost. Currently, Nailbiter 101 to 102.3 uh, with 11 actual points on the board for Meg Murphy, although those are not actual points because they're defense points, so that includes bonus points that she might not have by the end of the game. So probably her projection is slightly elevated uh, because it gave her points assuming that these 11 points are real. And regardless... I'm going with Abby the Boose. You might not like that because I know you don't like betting on the Boose. You know what? Uh, I'm looking at this, and I actually I previously picked the Boose, even though you know I don't like that. But uh, when you say that these points aren't real, it is 2:41 left in the third, and there's only nine points given up. This looks like a race to the bottom on the Redskins versus Vikings game. So, and I think that that's going to hold, and if not, going up a little bit. Uh, but that being said, I still like the boost. It, it hurts you to say it, doesn't it? It really does. 
Now things are getting spicy. We've got the ignorant sluts versus sluts dead by you get it. Jen versus Spear. Do you get it? I get it. I think it's probably a sex thing because sluts have sex. You get it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> what's up? Yeah, what's uh, up? Currently, Jen is projected to win 106.7 to 98.7, and she has 11 points on the board with Stefan Diggs. Uh, he Stephon. obviously. Stefan Diggs. Projected to have a good game because Adam Thielen was out. Uh, so, I. Also went with five Jen. receptions for 131 yards already. Thankfully, yeah. he doesn't have a touchdown. Otherwise, it should be a bonkers game. Yeah, and that sounds like he must have a fumble loss too. If it's a he, he should have 13.1 points, right? Uh, so you right. Lost the ball. Maybe, maybe it's um, some lost rushing yards somehow. Or he threw an interception. He yeah, does that sometimes. I mean, it's most like he was throwing interception. Anyway, uh, I went yeah. with Jen. Did you bet on yourself or bet against yourself? Yeah, bet yourself, Pat. Got better on yourself. Did you? Yeah, I did. Whoa. I know I've been known to not do that, but this week I did it. So you know what? I'm doing it. Even All right. Even though I'm probably going to lose. Hey, this is the We had that other week where it was our households versus each other, and this is another week where our, our households are against each other. We, we do this a lot, apparently. The last game, which immodestly... I'm going to say is the game of the week because it is the number one team versus the number two team. And the current projection is 101.9 to 101.8. That would be a 0.1 point difference between us. And I am going to bet on myself for the eighth consecutive week. And I want to say, give me a moment. I'm going to justify this because you might say, Pat, you keep talking about how good Meg Collins is. She is by far the number one team in the league. She scored over 106 times in a row. She is 6-1. She has the most points. But I draw your attention to her bench in which she has Mark Ingram on by. She has David Johnson, questionable. She is thin, my friend. She is not at full strength. I think I would have considered not betting on myself if she were at full strength, but she is not at full strength. And I have a great chance. Going with the, the super fans. Yeah, your stutter really brings out all the confidence in you betting on yourself. I believe it. I, I bet you I bet you technically do, but you're wrong, so it's gonna be Meg. Alright. We'll see. Yeah. So we could we could tie her again. Team, this week. Her team is not nearly as thin as you think because she still has uh T. Y. Hilton and David Johnson and Elshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson on the bench. So this one, this line could change, and two, yeah, again stacked. Deshaun Jackson is doubtful. Yeah, well, whatever. He might play. We don't know. Deshaun mm-hmm. Jackson's a guy. He just needs one. So that might be a thing. Like, what times he play? Uh, no, no, that's, he's not playing. But it's fine. <laughs> I am going to win. I bet it. You bet on yourself, bro. I did. Someday I, I might not. There's a chance. I believe in you, except for the fact that I don't at all. So, other than the fact that I don't believe in you, I think I should, you should believe in yourself. Well, thank you, sir. So, uh, this but I week... I believe in Meg better. We actually disagreed on two games this week, so we could... I know, that's weird. Somebody could win by two, or we could tie. We'll see what happens. Oh, that's weird. I don't want... Well, hey, tie, ties. We're tied right now. Yeah. If we Perfect tied course. again, if we, if we just continue... Ties for the rest of the season, and we're exactly equal... And uh, that's where we end it. We could just shake hands and walk 
respectfully into the sunset, knowing that we uh, had a had a strong opponent and a good friend. I don't even remember we bet. I think, was, we crowds- I think we crowdsourced it and no one told us anything. Well, one bet was a Jersey Mike uh, sub sandwich. That was a completely uh, different bet. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, that was, that was a 130. Was averaging I, 134, was which is not likely, I'm going to say. But to not... be fair, the terms were if I do that, I get a Jersey Mike sub sandwich. And if I don't, I don't get a Jersey Mike sub sandwich. It's true. You didn't have a lot on the line other than no. not receiving a giant sandwich. If. I don't get 134. I will go to Jersey Mike's and I'll grab you 10 straws from their bin and then give them to you. Do they still have the plastic ones or did they go to the crappy paper ones? I do not know. I've not been to Jersey Mike's in several months. Okay. Well, this changes my enthusiasm for the bet and it's really important to me. Fair. We'll figure out something. Okay. I think that wraps it up, my friend. I think that was a good one. I've, I liked our discussion. The stats were fun. The reality TV was good. I felt very strongly about the no snitch corner. I hope I hope you had a good time too. I thought you phoned it in, but that I did fantastically. I'm glad you feel that way. I I thought you also had a good show, Nick. I'm proud of you. Hey, thanks. No problem. I, I only was mildly annoyed by Jen Walker on the background. That's not very kind. She she lives here. She you you want her to to. Like shutter in the Look, corner out of if view. You, if you bought one of these houses out here that I keep sending you, we wouldn't have this problem. You I, I would podcast den and be fine. I'd be so cool if I had my own podcast den and you know little office just for recording for an, a podcast for seven people. Excellent. Damn right, excellent. All right, man. Well, that'll do it. That will. Farewell and Godspeed. Strength on. Bye. Later.